Good morning, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy Devin Hine sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say out to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. All right, guys, as you should know, our boys face off in week one against our just such beloved rivals, Chicago Bears, especially with this show being, as I thankfully do remember today, South Cheddar Curtain. <laughs> I'm sure Luke and I have both had our share of shit talk spewed at us throughout the week. Am I correct? You are correct, especially given our uh, our whole quarterback situation and youth movement, <laughs> right? Like, clearly, everyone else in the division, especially those here south of the Cheddar Curtain, um, think that our reign is over, right? So they're they're just jumping on the bandwagon of let's let's push the Packers while we think they're down. Yeah, they're loving the uncertainty, but there's no cer- uncertainty here in this room. There yeah, never is. Absolutely none. Let's start off with our usually scheduled program. I think, and I know, and that will start us off, as I always do, so I can give you time to panic and think about I what you're going to pull out of your butt. Yes, sir. I got you. I know that it really sucks that we don't have Christian Watson. That that sucks. I'm Love definitely, that man. By the way, I'm glad we're doing the show after we found that out. Yeah. That changes a lot. A lot. Big time. I mean, I, I've gone back and listened to some of our episodes from last season and just how many times, like, before he arrived in Dallas, I believe I called him Paper Mache Watson. These, yeah. these hamstrings are not new. But him being out means that somebody needs to step up big time. Maybe multiple people. Even with him in, we we probably needed somebody to step up. Lucas, I'm trying to get the whole like Rocky <laughs> thing going here. If you could stay in your lane, just let Fair me have enough. my little first monologue of the regular season. That would be wonderful. Okay. All right. I'll just sit Thank over you. here. Thank you, sir. Romeo, you want to make my poetry real? Do something. Toure, people have been sleeping on you. Luke Musgrave, you know, we can get some country thunder going in week one. Wouldn't be upset about it. Here's another one to watch out for, though. Your number one wide receiver's out. You're a little spread thin on the outside. You might try to condense a little bit. You might go a little more eye formation. Oh, my God. You might, you might go some split eye. Josiah, especially because all my, my friends that are Bear fans know his name. Josiah, you have the name of a prophet, but make me a prophet. I know you're doing something on Sunday. You're up. <laughs> I should have known somehow you're going to turn this into uh, our number one wide receivers out. We need to make sure our fullback slash H-back is the primary target. <laughs> He's clearly the one that's got to step up, 100%. Yeah, agreed. I mean, realistically, it could be anybody else, but if it I could can be. throw some Josiah love. If he finally turns into Kyle Juszczyk tomorrow, that would be awesome. I think that if he does something, you should just buy me his jersey and I'll pay you back for it. That's fair. Like, next time I come to the show, I, I want it. <laughs> You'll just be wearing your Josiah jersey every single week from here on out. And, until we let him go and he's gone forever <laughs> and out of the league next year. Well, yeah, because we're. Yeah, his contract's up after this year, isn't it? Rookie contract? I think so. Yeah, this is probably and your it's last make year. Or break, home. But so many people show up and make a break, right? Maybe he's just been waiting for this moment. Yeah, he's yeah. Been hustling. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. All right. So my I know is that I know no matter what happens on Sunday, no matter what the outcome is at about six thirty Central Time on Sunday night, this game's going to get way blown out of proportion by every both of our fan bases. Right. I might give you a little bit of pushback. Okay. Just I don't think on our fan base it's going to. I, I think so, depending on what happens. I would say for the unintelligent ones, it might. But for people like you and me, I was telling my coworkers all week, I was like, yo, we haven't showed up the first week of the season the past two years. Now it's a little different because, you know, Jordan Love actually played in preseason. and A lot of starters did. And him and his boys have been, you know, playing catch out in the yard, flying to each other's places, yep. right? You love to see it. So it gives me a little bit of hope. But we never we don't show up in week one. We don't. I feel like win or lose, I'm good. I'm I, hoping we win, obviously. Obviously, but. I feel like just the general fan base. You know what I mean? The general fan base is going to think, all right, if we win, ownership has transferred to Jordan Love, 
we're going to be awesome and crush the Bears for the next 10 years. Inappropriate. I I agree. And then if the Bears win, good God, they're going to be insufferable. You, That's a fact. Oh. Because the rain is over. For sure. The Packers are the worst team in the division. Oh, my God, Justin Fields win an MVP. The, you know that's exactly what's coming if we lose tomorrow. It's important to remember perspective and that life is a sprint. Wrong. Sorry. I was I was on call last night, folks. I'm on two hours of sleep. So forgive all my snafus, as I usually do. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. If life was a sprint, that'd be very sad. You hope it's a marathon. Yeah, you hope it's a marathon. You train for the marathon. <laughs> the sprint just happens. It's just a shorter marathon, essentially. But yeah, I mean, you, you cannot take too much from this game because especially... You know, you have a lot of new pieces on the Bears. You have a, one of the youngest teams in NFL in the Packers. You have Jordan Love's first career NFL start. You're I mean, not, his, that part's not quite true. Okay, I'm sorry. His Second. First, his first career start as a starter. My apologies. Yeah. When he's the guy. The guy he's been training all week. Yeah, first time for him. The X factor of the offense thus far, other than your boy UTEP, is out. And someone who changes the game completely schematically. And if... Yeah, if people are going to be writing us off and this doesn't go our way, screw them. That's just that's just bullshit. I'm not expecting us to take the L. I'm just I agree that yeah, people Bears fans are going to go down our throat. And you know yeah. what I'm going to do? You know what's really smart as we get older, Luke? Hmm. Here's a pro tip, guys. You know what you should do? You should keep your receipts. You should keep your mother effing receipts. So when these Bears fans talk shit, and Jordan Love. Shows them no love and shows them no mercy. You fucking remind them. You remind them what they said. You remind them what they did. All right? Because I believe in this man. And we're going to be all right no matter what happens on Sunday. Can you all tell that Devin's a little fired up this morning? <laughs> no sleep. No problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that it's going to be uh, just media and all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to get blown out of proportion. I've been telling every single person. Obviously, I'm surrounded by Bears fans at work and all that kind of stuff uh, that I hated when I saw that we played the Bears week one. Like, can't we just play some random AFC team? Why can't we play the Buccaneers or somebody? I know it's an AFC team, but just some random team from a different division week one. I hate when we start with division rivals, especially the Bears. And what makes that even more unfortunate is that between me, you, and JP, we kind of talked about like, hey... We could go to Love's first start, you know, as yep. a Packer at home. If it was going to be at home, that could have been awesome. We could have gone from watching Rogers' last start to Love's first. I Which mean, would that, have been cool. that would have been magical. But of course, the Bears had to ruin it as they ruin everything. At least through this, though, my hatred for them is growing a little more. I'm happy that throughout this show, we've been talking about the Bears for about 10 minutes and you haven't mentioned that I'm a fan at all. So thank you. Not yet. <laughs> we'll see after this, this week. Today, yeah, is- once they. Once the Bears, if they do, move to Arlington Heights, maybe we'll go to a Bear-Packer game in Arlington Heights. It's a lot closer for us. If we go... A lot easier. I'm not wearing something Packers. Oh, we yeah, we got to do it. But we, we're going to go in mass, that's for sure. Okay. We're going to br- we're gonna bring some more friends. You would <laughs> need to drug me. You would need to give me, like, Ativan, some sort of, like, antipsychotic. We give the patients that are really rowdy. Because if we're out there and we're drinking a little bit and, and Bears fans are talking shit, and it's not even just, you know, to, to tease, but they're just like being straight up stupid, just loud and stupid. Like the Blake Benzo kind of crap talk where he's just really loud and he's not really saying anything that actually makes sense. He's just saying it just to piss you off. Like everyone has friends like that, right? Everyone has that drunk, annoying guy at the bar that just says stuff to get under your skin, but there's no actual factual knowledge. Yeah, I think I think we've all encountered somebody like that in our lives, yeah. When I went to the Bills game, the only time I was disappointed in Buffalo as a fan base was when I went to the Bills game. And my buddy called me super last minute and he's said, oh, yeah, I definitely have a ticket. You know, we're going to pick you up in 20 minutes. Like, oh, shit. And I couldn't find my LaShawn McCoy jersey. What did I have? Had my Micah Hyde Packer jerseys. Bills weren't playing the Packers that day. And at the time, Micah Hyde was leading the league in interceptions. But it's Micah Hyde. Everybody loves it's Micah, Micah Hyde. Hyde. Bills fans are talking shit. I was like, do you not know who's leading the league in interceptions? <laughs> This is why we lost four Super Bowls. Jesus. Everybody loves Micah Hyde. I miss him. Yeah. I miss him. Micah Hyde is my boy. Man, we were in Iowa together. Soul brothers, man. <laughs> Soul brothers. Uh. All right. Let's get let's, on to the, yeah, let's move let's, on. Let's get on to this matchup. 
I feel like Luke's getting a little bit of an ab workout. He already worked out this morning, but I'm giving him round two. You're welcome. All right. So we got to look at these rosters, right? Let's let's see what's new here. The Bears, I would say, have done a significant job of trying to overhaul a lot of their weaknesses. Offseason acquisitions will start in free agency and trades. Obviously, that big trade uh, with Carolina because the Bears, I believe, had the number one pick, right, Luke, or two? Uh, Car- the Bears had one? The Bears had one. Bears yeah. had one. Thanks to Lovey Smith. Always, always got to help the Bears. Good old <laughs> right. Lovey. He's loyal to the soil. Uh, the uh, the Bears did get DJ Moore and a few picks. Yep, Luke's that, boy. That sucked. DJ Moore. I've mm-hmm. wanted DJ Moore on the Packers for years. Yeah, every time we're at the trade deadline, you always say free DJ Moore. 100%. Mm-hmm. Get him out of Carolina and into Green Bay. So they have a legitimate number one receiver now. Uh, in free agency, they also picked up a pair of linebackers, TJ Edwards from the Eagles and Tremaine Edmonds from the, pa- from the Bills. Big, big upgrade there. Uh, not quite as big if you compare it to when they had Roquan, but post-Roquan, huge upgrade. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, he's probably a little bit of a lesser Roquan, but I it, think was, Roquan's it was a better. totally different world. Completely agree, but I, I would take Roquan over those two, I think. I would agree. He, he's the overall better player. But now you have two strong, very good linebackers versus one maybe great one. So that's Yeah, you got those two, and then Sanborn, they have a, they have a nice linebacking core. Yeah. Which as much as you don't like the Bears, I mean, they are historically known for their linebacking core and through much of our childhood we grew up watching them with lance briggs and brian erlacher and it's just it's only right that they have that and they have a defensive minded head coach that coached some great linebackers and when he was with the colts with Eberflus. so it makes perfect sense that they would prioritize that position especially after getting uh rid of roquan it's kind of like how we talk about with the packers roster construction really any team's roster construction you're going to run an offseason and, you know, once you get through expiring contracts and whatnot and guys you miss free agency, you have all these holes. And how do you fill them? You can fill them through the draft. You can fill them through free agency trades and whatnot. And I think the Bears did overall a good job of hitting their needs where they had them. So we talked about the trade, you know, picking up wide receiver DJ Moore. They, they needed a number one receiver. They needed some linebackers. Luke was just talking about how the Bears had traded away Roquan Smith. A little, little strange to the Ravens in the middle of the season. And especially given that they then gave out giant contracts to, especially Edmonds, when they wouldn't pay Roquan. It's a lesser I know talent. They, but... like, structured it so it's all backloaded and stuff. So he's cheap this year. Or front-loaded, I believe. So he's expensive this year, cheap in the future, which is actually pretty smart by them. But, yeah, that whole situation was weird. I don't know what was going on there. In the draft, though, the Bears continue to adjust their needs. They took uh, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle at Georgia, 10th overall. Which is good because they're, well, good for them, not good for us because their offensive line last year was atrocious. Indeed, as always. They did draft a couple uh, defensive tackles, I believe, in the second and fourth round. They drafted another running back, a corner out of Miami. So they have, or did at least this offseason do, I would say, a nice job of at least hitting on the positions where they needed people. Now, just because you drafted them, you you do need to you know have those players progress and have them hit right. I mean, I bet those years that we picked up MD Jennings, we needed safeties and we fil- you know we filled it with somebody, but mm, that's not quite what we were looking for. No, no, and I do want to point out a, a couple a couple areas as well because they kind of reworked two entire position groups um, that we haven't even mentioned yet. So overall, I do want to say I think the Bears did a good job with roster construction, with the idea that this is not their year. This is still a building year. A lot of the people they brought in, I mean, they're not top-level talent necessarily outside of the linebackers we talked about. Um, but I definitely think they're in the the middle of reforming their team, if that makes sense, because a lot of these pieces are kind of depth pieces. You know, neither one of their uh, D-linemen they drafted are expected to start necessarily right away, even though they have a weak D-line, that kind of thing. But they did completely, re- almost completely rework that tight end room by taking our tight ends. I think I was so traumatized I forgot. I just didn't <laughs> I, want to say it. I, I tried to completely forget that every time, but hey, I'm staring at the depth chart right now, and it just, just makes me sad. McHenry's own. McHenry's own, man. Like, what am I supposed to do? You bought me that jersey a couple years ago, and I, I love it so much, but what am I supposed to do with it now? I wore it every week last year. I can't wear it now, obviously. What a... You don't know how I'm low on sleep? I was going to ask you, what jersey number was with Bob? 85. 85. All right. And you could go go to the school of Devin's world. You could uh, 
you know, your wife's a teacher. Yeah. You probably have some tape and some scissors. I got some craft supplies. Yeah. So I'm not saying you cut up the jersey, but what I am saying. Tucker Craft? Is you could do Tucker Craft. That's an easier option. If you're looking for a challenge. Yeah. How do you? How do you fix that five and you make it a one and you get on the Josiah train yourself? Okay, I'm probably probably closer to just putting some tape on it and Tucker craft. I think that that's more my uh, turn it into a style. seven because you get creative and turn a five into a seven. You make that, the magic that feels, work. That feels difficult. That feels like a challenge. I feel like Tucker craft. We grow is through the... challenge, Luke. We go through challenge. I feel like Tucker craft's probably the way to go. <laughs> All right. So did you guys hear that Luke is going to turn an eighty-five into an eighty-seven? He's going to post the video on YouTube on Facebook. Not. It's going to be great. Nope. Luke's magic tricks. <laughs> Turning you... a five into a seven. In in other news, do you know what number? Uh, Big Bobbert, Roberto Grande. This is the last time I get to call him any of these names because I haven't seen him in a Bears jersey officially yet. Um. McHenry's own. Yep, that's that's my last time. That hurt. That was painful, man. Um, do you know what number he's wearing this year? Zero, because he's dead to me. Eighteen. Ew. <laughs> right. Ew. <laughs> You're like a shitty college tight end. Uh, that's like third string quarterback number. Like that's not good, man. I know. And and Luke, obviously you have McHenry's own, which you never cease to be quiet about. I think you're worse with that than I am with Josiah. Anyways. Not anymore. I didn't really feel, you know, like I was a little disappointed that Big Bob that he left and then of course he went to the Bears because that's annoying. But what what really hurt yeah. was when Big Dog went to the Bears. That's like really? And he had that whole beautiful article that came out either on ESPN or NFL.com it was last year or two years ago that he was just saying how much it meant to be a Packer this is a dude who spent like like 15 years in Jacksonville. Like that's mm-hmm. what he's known for. The time he got to Green Bay, he was an afterthought, especially in our minds. We signed him and we were kind of like, why? <laughs> right. What is he going to do? But he was the antithesis of what a Packer is. And he he wore that G on and off the field with pride. And he took advantage, except for that playoff fumble against Fred Warner. He took advantage of every single opportunity that man was given. And I'm so thankful for his time. I would have loved to root for him on whatever other team he went to. Literally any other team. Except this team. Yeah, Vikings. Okay, fair. And 49ers. Now we're done with the list. Him and George Kittle would be fun. Razul said, he's like, I'm going to go hit him. Good. I'm going to go hit him. Hopefully you hit somebody, Razul, because (laughs) I need you. Razul, I need you this weekend. Uh, But yeah, that sucks, man. They just just took all our tight ends, and they're definitely... um, Not all. Not all. Not (laughs) all. No, Tyler Davis. Oh, my God. Wait, time out. Time out. The story is just really developing itself. They took the rest of them. We only have one man to hold down the fort from the 2022 tight end room. There's only one man who can produce on the field from that that tight end room. Two of them jump ship. Josiah, you are the captain. Lead us on the field. That's a terrifying thought. (laughs) He's probably going to have no snaps on Sunday. I'm going to feel so stupid. (laughs) The other uh, uh, position group that they completely reworked, essentially, running back. Did a lot of work there. Got rid of Monty. Yeah, Ro- Roshan. Roshan. Got Roshan Johnson, who was the backup to B. John Robinson at Texas. Yes. Uh, he looked pretty good, though. Khalil Herbert is the only incumbent. Uh, he's projected to start. And they got Deontay Foreman, who had a good year in Carolina last year. I like the backfield. It's kind of yeah. fun. I, don't, I didn't really see much of Roshan Johnson. Feels, he's supposed to be pretty good. But Khalil's got some pop, and Dante Foreman is is just another one of these backs, kind of like A.J. Dillon, bringing back a little power football. Yep. Bringing back a little down your throat. So, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell. We need you to do something. Better be ready to go, boys. And they got Travis Homers, their fourth back. is kind of a receiving special teams guy. I just think of Homer Simpson when I hear his name. It's I just, I just think of Seattle and all their running backs being hurt and Travis Homer having to do something. And he's very little, too, I think. Yeah. not That's why he's like the receiving back. Yeah. So. Interesting backfield. Once again, they reworked the backfield. I don't think they have a great backfield, but you're like, oh, yeah, those are people. Those, those are, are names that we know yeah. that have traits that I can identify. Right. And those guys can play. They're not, before last year, they're not Patrick Taylor. Correct. Because yeah. back then, PT was just two yards. Now he's a folk hero, but but back yes. then he was just a person. So, yeah. yeah, so the Bears do have interesting pieces in the backfield. And then, I mean, going to receiver, right? You got DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney has shown signs. 
especially not being the wide the wide receiver one. He probably will play better. Mm-hmm. They got our boy EQ. I was gonna say EQ was money for them last year. They had all he these was like wide receiver one. They had for a while. They had all these like number four receivers, like four Bs. They had like yep. four of them. It's like who's gonna who's it gonna be today? Who's gonna be the guy? And EQ made some good plays. I think in the game that definitely uh, screwed me over for the rest of the season with you when they played the Bears in Week One last year, or when they played the Forty ers in Week One. My apologies. And I was thinking we'd be in the playoffs, so I wanted San Francisco to lose, and you just threw me on the cross there. Yeah. I think you threw me on the cross, and then you threw, what they used to do, like, Revolutionary War? They threw, uh, like, pine tar, tarred me, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Tarred and feathered. You tarred and feathered me. Oh, yeah. Completely understandably, I think. We do not root for the Bears. But EQ had a key block that won them that game. So he's something. And he's he's a former Packer that I still kind of root for. Yeah, it's, I, I kind of got a little bit of a soft spot for him. Yeah. A little bit. They got Chase Claypool, who who knows what he is still. Looks like not much. Hey, he thinks he's the best receiver in the league, bro. And then, yeah, he wants like $20 million a year. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then they, they drafted a guy I actually really liked coming out of college, uh, Tyler Scott, but he seems to be buried on their depth chart. Isn't Draft- he a burner? He's a burner. He's like 4'3 speed. He's not huge, but he's not like tiny, tiny. He's like... 5'11"? Like Jaden Reedish. I mean, he's not like tiny, tiny. He might be Jaden Reed hype, but he ain't no Jaden Reed. No, absolutely not. But he, he's a burner. I really liked him coming out of Cincinnati. Um, but he's buried on the depth chart, oddly enough. So, hey, whatever. They have Valus Jones Jr. ahead of him, and Valus Jones Jr. is useless. He's like Amari Rogers, but faster? Not better, just faster. That does absolutely nothing. And fumbles a lot of punts. <sighs> that, that's his job. <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, him and Amara should get paternity tests, so they're probably related. They somehow. probably are. They yeah. probably are. Uh, the other big, I guess, big-ish news is their offensive line. Tevin Jenkins is on IR. Hey. He started uh, playing pretty well at the end of last season, and now uh, they get to prominently display Lucas Patrick. Another former Packer great. They, uh, they just keep taking all our guys, man. Was Lucas Patrick the one that had that really good quote about like Rodgers investing into you? When he, so. when he screams at you. Yeah, that was really good. That was one of like, the better quips about Rodgers that I heard in the past few years. But like Kenny Clark lining up over Lucas Patrick? Yes, please. Dead. Or Devontae Wyatt. Literally anybody. Up. Oh, Devontae Wyatt's going to kill him. Devontae Wyatt better kill somebody. He better. This is going to be a game. All right, you wanted to switch to, to game thoughts? Or yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, not really. Uh, they picked up Yannick Ngakwe which I think would have been awesome a couple years ago for them. Oh, yeah. This is 2015. Amazing. So they got at least a little better pass rush, maybe. I mean, their defensive line and pass rush is still definitely the weak point. So if we can control the line of scrimmage with our very good offensive line, uh, that's going to be the name of the game, especially given the injuries we are dealing with. Totally. Well, I was, I was just going to jump in. This has to be a game where... The defense dominates. There's been there were times yeah. last season, the year before, where we did see flashes of the super talented defense. This is going to be a game where we need it because it's just going to be interesting to see. You know how do we how do we attack this offensively? Either way, I could see us coming out to a slow start. 100%. I, either a we say okay, let's not overthink ourselves. Our number one receiver is out. We have a young quarterback. Let's stick with tradition and run it down their throat. Yep. Bears do have good linebackers. I mean, it, it's that would not be an, an easy, easy, easy route. No, you hope the offensive line could be dominant enough to get to the linebackers. That's going to be your hope at that point. Which I expect that they should be able to. Just this isn't. I don't think it's going to be the easiest team to run against. And then reversely, the other approach is a lot of fellow members of our Packer media thought that we're just going to go out and throw it across the yard and. Those predictions might have been more so before Christian Watson. Just see what happens. Because now you got another banged up receiver in Romeo Dobbs. He also sat up a set out a couple days mm-hmm. and had injuries issues last year. Rookie Jaden Reed, slot god. Naperville zone. Naperville zone. Uh you got Musgrave. And then you know who might who might have a big game? Not St. Josiah, relax. That's that's done for the day. Please. Thank you. You know who might have a big game? Uh you know he's gonna have a lot of opportunities? Which one are you going for? Which one are you thinking? I got like two. I'm thinking, why the hell do we draft him? He's slow. Oh, yeah. Dontavian John I almost, Wicks. I almost texted you about him yesterday. Be like, all these injuries. 
it's a good thing we've got a super slow wide receiver that we can plug in. Dontavian Wicks? <laughs> I Buddy. think he could do something. Oh, I was monologuing to, Don, to Dontavian because okay. he listens. So I said earlier, I hope you kept your receipt. I hope you heard what I said, and I'm sorry. I believe in you now, but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Let the entire next episode be Luke reminding the audience how stupid and misguided I was. Please, I would love nothing more than that. Unleash, Dontavian. Please, because Lord knows we need it. Like I said in my I know, someone needs to step up. We have to throw the ball to somebody. We have to throw the ball to somebody. And it's going to be someone that we... I mean, like, we have all this potential in this offense, so there's a lot we of guys nothing that, but like, potential. could. Yeah, even Romeo, right? Like, have- he he played well last year, but it's still like, is is that really who he is? We hope so. It should be. But, but we, we don't actually know. We haven't seen it. We got half a season out of basically him and Christian Watson. And that's the weird thing. So, like, this um, Andy Herman on Pack-A-Day kind of talked about this a little bit. It's just a mind-blowing stat to me. So, thankfully, it looks like Romeo's going to play. But behind Romeo, we have Samari Toure. All day too right. With like 112 snaps ever. And they pretty much all came in that Lions game, right? Like that one in the next game or something. Right? Bill's game probably too. Probably. So 112 snaps for his career. Let's go down the list of uh, the rest of our pass catchers, shall we? We got Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. We got um, the third Sims, right? The third tight end. We picked up off waivers. Mm-hmm. We got Dontavian Wicks. We got Malik Heath. We got Jaden Reed. Do you know how many snaps that all those people combined took? Are you done listening, pass catchers? Listing. Listing. Did I miss any? Yeah, you did. Which one? Are you being dumb? Are you being cute with me? I think you're funny. I'm, I'm not counting Josiah. Josiah counts. <laughs> Josiah effing counts. Also, how could I'm talking you- actual pass catching position. Okay, do attempts count? Attempts at what? At catching the ball? <laughs> no. Because then we got David Bakhtiari. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> all those people combined, which, by the way, are is our entire receiving core and tight end group, minus Romeo Doves, combined for just the amount of snaps that Toure's played. Like, they are all have never played, right? Obviously, they're all rookies. But we have no clue what any of these people can do. Absolutely none. I would be all aboard the Dontavian Wicks hype train. The only problem is since he was banged up a lot of camp, I think they're going to give more opportunities to Malik Heath over Dontavian Wicks, especially given his preseason, which like I like because Malik Heath looked good. But I think he, he run blocks like a dog. I mean, like I said, he's going to be our our knockoff Alan Lazard. I think kind of similar role ish. I didn't realize until the new Madden roster came out. He's six foot two. Yeah, he's got some size Boy's to him. Boy's got some good frame, yeah. We're like, Dontavian Wicks, I think, has much more upside, much more explosion. I think he could do a little bit more after the catch. So I'd love to see him, but given kind of how the preseason and camp shook out, I imagine we're going to see a lot of Malik Heath, Romeo, Jaden, Musgrave. Yeah, I think that's about right. And, and probably a good amount of 12 personnel, too, with Musgrave oh, yeah. and Tucker Craft. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a great day to be a Aaron Jones fantasy owner. I really hope so. Because he's he's going to be the offense, I feel. <laughs> we should hope he should be. It's this whole balance. I'm going to go back and forth with my head because we, so much last year, we were saying run the effing ball. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the Bears defensive coordinator, oh, you're stacking and, and a that lot box. of people have said that this going into this season, whether it's this game or even with Christian Watson, you crowd the box. Yep. You go press man. And you make Jordan show you that he's the third Packers Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. And until he can't, you scorch earth. You right. make him fight for every single yard. You don't give him you nothing. You play like easy. Kansas City from two years ago. Exactly. Right? That that's the defensive game plan until he can prove otherwise. And and at the time, that worked. Now I will say what I'm happy about. Is LeFleur came out, I think yesterday, and said that they knew Christian Watson wasn't going to play, right? That was some gamesmanship, that he was questionable for this long. He wasn't even at practice, what was it, like two days ago? So, that means, like, I think I texted you this yesterday. You did. The game plan was installed without him. 
So a couple, that's important for a couple of reasons. One, like the game plan when Jordan Love played against the Chiefs was already installed before they found out Jordan Love was playing. Right. So at that point, you have limited time to adjust what you're going to do realistically. And plays that he likes and plays Correct. that he feels comfortable you with. You lose all that and, time. Yeah. So going into this week, obviously, Jordan Love's quarterback no matter what. But without Christian Watson, they're, they already planned for that. They already installed the entire offense. They're not going right. to have a whole bunch of straight speed go balls. Correct. It's not like they're looking at the play sheet and be like, oh, can't do that one, can't do that one, can't do that one. The, the, I mean, we saw like jet reverses, but it's not going to be. It's, it's going to be a lot of Jade Reed different. doing it. Yeah. It's different, and we're aware of it. I think it's going to be more of a controlled offense, I think. A ton of motion. We're going to motion them to death, I imagine. We better. We better. Now is the time, especially in this game. What else do you have This is going to, to be lose? just pure LaFleur, I think. Just, just this is it. It's going to be a very good game to really get a litmus test of how good of a coach he is. Unless we have you know people who just shut the bed and don't show up. like Which you, happens to us in week one. You are... You know, you are with your guy now, with your boy Jordan Love, that you leapt off the couch. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need that in life. I think we all need someone who leaps off the couch when they like they get to hang out with you or whatever. Like, that's some good shit, right? That you're that excited I, for I it. know yeah. that we were very confused in the moment and upset. But looking yeah. back at that now and just seeing how excited he was, dude, like, I've never been excited, that excited for a fantasy pick or anything. Like that was beautiful. A hundred percent. And I it's kind of time to show it, right? Right. And you don't have the cheat code. You don't have two thousand four Randy Moss on the outside. No. You know, there's the instant burner. So you're gonna really have to have to make the play action, the motion, do everything you can to get yourself just a just a little bit, just a little bit of space. Everything you can do, LaFleur. And there's going to be no more Baba Yaga giving you shit about the play call. You're it, man. It's all You're you. You're it. You're not going to get any hate on the on the on the headset. Not going to get any pushback. No hate. You're going to get straight love. I think we're going to attack. It. One thing I'm a little scared about is, I think during the preseason we showed that we are much more willing to attack the middle of the field. Oh yes, and who's in the middle of the field now, Luke? Over there. Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, I don't love attacking the middle of their defense because I think they're they're strongest up up through the middle of Tremaine Edmonds, especially given his his height. It's going to be hard to get behind him. Um, Brisker was pretty promising for them last year. Brisky. Yeah, I like him. Eddie Jackson. You still don't know, like year to year, you're not sure which Eddie Jackson you're going to get. Are He's you like get... thirty now, bro. <laughs> How did that happen? Right. Well, he came out like he was like twenty four when he got drafted, I think, and, and then, then he was injured a bunch. And after Amos left, I forgot he was a name. Well, he had like he Pro Bowl terrible. Like it, you get one or the other with him. It seems like so we're gonna find out, right? We're gonna find out what he's got left. Kyler Gordon, I think we can expose a little bit. I was gonna say, dude, Kyler Gordon runs like Commissioner Gordon from Batman. Yeah, we. I I would have loved to see Christian Watson up against him. Um, Yo, Bane, not like Gary, but I'm saying like AJ Dillon kind of got a Bane vibe. Just run over the commissioner. Just, I love it. Just call it a day. I love it. It's going to be hard for him to be that far outside. It's not really his forte to get out there, but hey, whatever. Uh, Jalen Johnson, good corner. I definitely think Christian Watson could have, could have done something with him. He's not the most athletic person on the planet. He's a good athlete, not great. I think we could have done something like that. I think Jalen Johnson lines up much better against Romeo. I would agree with that, yeah. Christian's high, just straight line speed. Would have been a problem for Jalen Johnson. You know what I could see, though? You know, could have a field day if somehow Jalen Johnson lines up against Jaden Reed. I don't know, man. Something about Jaden Reed. I'm, something about Jaden Reed makes me think that those Bears players, they're going to need to get some tape. They're going to get some tape for their ankles because they're going to have some problems. They're going to be checking their cleats, wondering why they're slipping and sliding all over the place. The answer is Jaden Reed, folks. I agree. I think I think he could be huge for us. Absolutely huge for us. Here's hoping, anyways. Here's hoping. So I think, I, as we kind of talked about, we're going to have to run the ball effectively, which we should be able to do. Our offensive line is better than, than their defensive line. Agreed. So we should be able to run the ball, play action, take a couple deep shots, probably to Romeo. He still he got deep a couple times in the preseason, so he, he can definitely do it. A lot of crossers to Musgrave and Reed, and I think that's kind of going to be our, our game plan. I hope. Two deep curls to Malik Keith, and that'll that'll probably be it. And some ins, 
He ran some some kind of. He was nice an in god. Oh yeah. my gosh! Off play action, we seem. Lafleur loves that play. Aaron Rodgers did not. It seems like Jordan Love is okay with it. So, yeah, the and especially the the blind play action yep, they call the it blind, the blind the blind one. There, I think we're going to see a lot of that with Malik Heath talking about him going over the middle. The man, really, I'm sure, increased his stock when he came to making this roster. Especially when Sean Clifford was in playing quarterback, because we love our Sean Clifford. But Big my, dog. oh my, he just <laughs> he just throws hospital passes. He, really he does, is. and most of those hospital passes went to Malik Keith. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but in that play where the Patriots guy got hurt and it looked bad, right? I think mm-hmm. I think he's moving and fine because we haven't heard anything. If this was if this was worse. We would we know, would by know now. about yeah. it because that's unfortunately the way that our media world works is we all focus on the negativity except for Josiah because he's the truth. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, those those hospital passes, Malik Keith has bounced off people like yep. he would take a big hit and kind of remind me of like young Randall Cobb before we really got a vibe for him, and Randall yeah. Cobb would get hit and get decked or same with Devonte like these guys that are a little smaller frame, they get decked. And they're on the ground, and they just get up and like laughing about it. And you're so scared that they're not going to get mm-hmm. up, and then it's just a complete 180 different reaction. He knows how to take a hit. That's a true skill. He does to catch the ball, kind of while you're protecting yourself. Just, I mean, degrees, single degrees of turning can help save you from from limiting that impact a little bit. So he seems to have that ability to go over the middle and not get destroyed. Feel the pressure. It's like yep. a quarterback thing, but it just little different spot yeah you feel them coming you kind of just eh, turn a little bit so they're not hitting you, you straight on quite as much let's talk about some keys for our our defense going against that offense i'm just going to go there let's well, do it i mean establishing the line of scrimmage obviously is going to be very important you have a true dual threat quarterback in justin fields you might scoff at dual threat you're just gonna say he can run the ball and not throw the ball i i think that he is going to progress we'll see what ceiling he can get to but it'll make you pay if, as if we you saw. don't contain, as we saw, as we experienced ourselves, if you remember that game in Chicago last year, they ran for like 100, 150 in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And it was only the dumbass Bears that would have thrown that game away and started throwing at Jair, which, guys, that's that's not a recipe for success. You're going to throw, we love EQ, but you're going to throw to EQ and he's being covered by Jair? Are you dumb? I want to make a point about Jair real quick because I – you know, living in the Chicagoland area, right, we we don't have access to um, the Wisconsin sports radio stations, right? So I listen. But I do listen to a ton of sports radio, like to and from work and all that. But it's all Chicago stuff. So this week's been interesting hearing them kind of lead up into the Packer game. And one of the morning hosts on the show I listened to brought up, like, Jair's probably going to be on DJ Moore, right? Like, how do you think that matchup's going to go? Can Jair hang with DJ Moore? I just started laughing in my car. I'm like, are you kidding? Now, it's not how it necessarily works all the time, right? And people can get the best of Jair, given how aggressive he is. But you're talking about the man who destroyed mentally and physically Justin Jefferson, who's the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, Justin Jefferson assaulted an old man on the field. You don't believe me? Look it up. That's how frustrating he was. Yeah, Jair destroyed him. And and you think you're wondering if he can cover DJ Moore? You're wondering. If he's up to that task, I'm hoping we get to see it, but we're gonna see how we're, much Joe Barry is going to Joe Barry. That's the I other know. thing is we're we're not gonna he's not gonna shadow DJ Moore. I don't particularly want him to either. I don't think um, I don't want to play a lot of man against against um, Justin Fields. Not a good recipe against running quarterbacks. And for the folks at home, the reason why you don't want to play man against a running quarterback is because if you're playing man, you're just following the receiver. Right, your eyes tag. are right. You, your back is to the line of scrimmage a lot. And if you're going to think about playing man against Justin Fields, got to spy. You have to spy, which means that you keep one of your usually a linebacker, or I guess you could use Savage. Yeah, linebacker. Or Savage. Well, it'll probably honestly it'd be Quay. Even Rudy Ford. Shout out Matt, your favorite player. Even Rudy Ford could do that too. Probably it, Quay. I'm assuming it'd be Quay. Yeah, which this, Quay, Quay is built for that. This is a big game for him, man. Because yeah, he's he's built for that. The running game, I do think, will be, uh, I would say, this the same, if not better, from the backs themselves. I like the stable of horses they got with Fields. You know, you do have the, the 
the option plays and then just, just scrambling out of the pocket. I think that's no. where he burned us a lot of the time last year. We actually we contained him pretty well outside of that fifty five yard touchdown where he just outside of that fifty five yard he touchdown. destroyed Keyshawn Nixon. But yeah. if you think about it, besides that carry, I think he had like five carries for sixteen yards in that game, and you can live with that. He is the one person that will break you. I understand DJ Moore is also very talented, and you DJ love really him. Good. But just just for me, I'm saying that Justin like Justin Fields legs really do scare me, and if it's gonna be someone that can break this game. You're asking who it's going to be. It's going to be him. That brings up kind of a good point. I think it's going to be key for our defensive linemen, outside linebackers, to really kind of contain, right? Set the edge. You can't get too aggressive when rushing a quarterback like that. And I know you're 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 cringing right now because you know who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Nessie. Yeah, he's the one I'm a little worried about. I'm a little worried about you, Nessie. And that would be great. What a, what a story that would be, though, if he shows up and does something. Barrington's own, Iowa's go. own. There you go. My own, Nessie. <laughs> I think he's going to do both. I think he's going to make a splash play, and then he's going to lose contain on on it. And just feels going to go around the edge and be like, idiot. I think both are going to happen in the game. If he does something, yeah, that helps us win, and we agree it's a key play. Mm-hmm. You can expect me to be wearing some like. Weird-ass Nessie shirt. <laughs> you know when you go I'm, out and you're 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 on a road trip or something? Stop at a gas station, get some food, get some water. And there's people in line, and they're wearing, like, wolves shirts. Just, like, shirts with the wolves on them. You know what I mean? Oh, that kind of shirt. And you're like, what are you doing there, Barbara? Like, what are you wearing? You know, that's, that's the kind of vibe I'm going to go for with a Loch Ness Monster shirt if Nessie does something. And that's going to go throughout the season, but I think especially week one against the Bears, it'd be... <laughs> perfect i would like to point out you've just kind of like absorbed nessie as your own when i i brought him up first in the combine episode go back and listen to it oh i know i do you've just kind of like adopted him. you just stole him from me since then when i was like hey watch this lucas van ness guy he blew up packer type guy just saying are you sitting down you, you can see me as yeah. I'm sitting down. <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge for the, the, the audio audience, which is all of our audience, <laughs> that, sir, who who went to Iowa? Who found his life path at the University of Iowa? Iowa? For everybody else that's listening, he did mine. go to multiple colleges after Iowa. He sounds like he he like lives in Iowa, graduated from Iowa. He was there for like nine months. NIU was a porta potty in my life. It's fine. Shit happens. I moved on. <laughs> and then I took care of myself in Buffalo and got my degree and yada, yada, yada. That's what I'm saying. The Buffalo one is where you should, your allegiance should lie. Iowa is where I first ever threw on scrubs and did nursing stuff. Okay. There's a lot of people that would be in body bags if it wasn't for those moments there. Okay, and that's Devin. a fucking fact. Okay, Devin. I'm speaking the truth. I'm not good at a lot. My dad jokes are pretty crappy, but I'm a good nurse. So. I was where I was. I Jesus, I can't talk on time. I was where it all began. All right, oh. and and I helped make George Kittle what he is. Okay, by tipping him, and he would buy me booze underage. It's, <laughs> it's I'm just saying, who brought up the combine thing? Who's who just listed off people that lived in Illinois, grew up in Illinois, as guys we should look at? Oh, that was me. That was me. I singled out Nessie. During the Combine episode, is someone we need to pay attention to. You're stealing my nickname, and I'm sorry. I don't think that you brought up anything about Scottish mythology when you mentioned him. I so you can kick rocks. I do have like three degrees of separation from from our boy. So we'll see. Bro, I'm in his soul, okay? Okay. Let's move on. So, but we're both a little concerned about the rookie holding the edge, doing exactly what he should do, getting a little excited chasing Justin Fields. Is that fair? I would agree. Yeah. I would be nervous about my boy yeah, being a little over-anxious. Okay. I'm going to let that slide one time. He's so, mine. Rashawn Gary is going to play. Oh, right? thank God. And we, did, we did not think he was going to a couple months ago. No, sir. <laughs> so that'll be awesome. I'm sure he's going to be on a pitch count of some sort, some sort of rotation, right? I would imagine he's not going to come in and play full snaps, but that's okay because I feel really good about our outside linebacker depth, including Nessie. We got Enik Barre. We got Preston. We got Hollins, who plays great. Justin Hollins is money, man. Right? Really, the only one I don't particularly want to see is Brennan Cox. 
Uh, and that's nothing to do with him. Just like the rest of these people are legit NFL players. You just kind of develop. Dude, I don't know. I could see Brendan Cox making a play. If he goes in there, like I hope so, but I don't really see a reason for him to be in there. Oh, he shouldn't be in there because we have five deep, and I'm really happy, like you said, with all those five. Exactly. We don't need to get to our sixth one unless there's an injury. So I think they'll do well. Uh, very interested to see Rashawn Gary versus their tackles, right? You kind of mentioned earlier. Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. That'll be interesting. Darnell Wright's a mountain of a man, right? He's like six, seven, 350 pounds or something. And Rashawn Gary's go-to move being bull rush. This could get interesting. This could get interesting. Rashawn Gary's just going to win with heart no matter what. I have full faith. Complete. I, be a I agree. I agree. So I'm really interested to see that. Interested to see our young D-line because we actually get to see Devontae Wyatt, right? He's going to play in this game probably the amount of snaps he played like all of last year. We've been asking for it. Now it's time to show it, Devontae. Great we're gonna, moments. We're going to see it. What am I going to say here, Luke? Great moments. I've won from great opportunities. This is true. And that's what we got tonight, boys. In theory, Kenny Clark's not playing nose tackle consistently. Yeah. We all let's hope not. Let's let him move around. Let's get him let's get him mismatches. Get him on a guard. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that a lot. Speaking of mismatches and, and numbers, you know, I'd be okay if at some point if we, you know, put out three or four outside linebackers so we don't put out three or four safeties. My God. This just feels like a like a hold your breath. Like a pass rush, get home. Corners cover enough. Uh, I mean, Rudy Ford, fine. I liked Rudy Ford last year. You know, I I wouldn't have minded an upgrade there. Yeah. But Savage being back at safety, man, I should call my therapist already because shit's going to be rough. It's Here's hoping we get like two, three years ago, Savage. I don't know. We've been hoping that for a while. You put him in the slot and he's fine. But back there. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully he finally lives up to what we've been hoping for. We got Nixon in the slot. He looked good in the preseason. He looked really good in the preseason, against, especially against the Bengals. Fingers crossed we get like a, what was it, 2019 surprise where all of a sudden we get this Barnes dude playing in the middle of the field. Yep. Big surprise. Here it comes. Put Carrington Valentine outside at second corner. You put Razul God back to uh, free safety, and then you put Savage in the slot with Nixon. Probably not going to happen, but I would love to see it. I imagine we would have seen that already. If it was I know, happen, but I can just but... be hopeful for miracles. And I am. I'm, Valentine is a is our third outside corner. Love that, given the preseason he had. So I'm good with that. I feel good overall about the the defense outside of the safety position going against their offense. We didn't touch a ton on the inside backers, but it's going to be a really run heavy script from the Bears, I assume. Um, and a lot of close to the line of scrimmage stuff, even if it's not a run, they're gonna do a lot of a lot of that lateral movement. I feel um, probably some bubble screens too. Get yeah, to DJ Moore in space. A lot of screens, bubble screens, tunnel screens, a lot of that kind of quick hitting stuff. Especially given that's what they did in the preseason. Preseason to great effect. DJ Moore had a really nice long touchdown because of it. Um, so it'll be interesting. Those are. Quay and Devon and Devondre really need to play well. They're going to be very important for us, both stopping the run and, and limiting those short passes. I feel like everybody in the secondary, everybody on the defense is going to be is going to be pretty important in this game, except for our safeties because I don't. It's weird because much. like the Bears aren't a great offense, but they are kind of a unique offense. Well, and they're like a snake; like they can they can snap out and kill you in one bite. Justin Fields, 55-yard touchdown run. You know what I mean? Nick uh, Bosa is probably the best pass rusher in the game. You could say mm-hmm. him or, him or uh, Micah Parsons. And for the NFL Top 100, if you guys haven't seen it, you really should go watch it because it's nice to see a lot of the NFL players talking about their peers and not in like the BS scripted you know post-game conference where right. it's all vanilla and boring. So we got the, uh, the white chocolate comment about Jordy Nelson. Love it. Never forget it. But Nick Bosa talking about Justin Fields, he's like, yeah, this guy – is one of the most elusive runners I've ever had to go against. He is the hardest quarterback to tackle. And we've seen it. Let's just hope that, again, the defensive line get off their blocks or or just stuff enough so the linebackers, so Quay and Devondre can run free, and that if the Bears do unfortunately get off to a, another hard, hot start running the ball, that they just forget that and then throw to EQ instead and Jair picks it. <laughs> I think it's going to be important for us to get off to a hot start, which is not our forte. Um, not even in the preseason. 
because this is definitely a team you want to get behind because you want them throwing to try to you get back in this game. You want to get the game. Bears behind. Yes. Yes. You want them to be behind. You want them to throw to try to catch up. Not what they're built for at all. We just got to be careful, though, that we don't go to prevent the win defense. I mean, oh, completely agree. zone is fine, but just if you sit back and you let Justin run all over you, he will run all over you. Or if you have too many little little short passes to DJ Moore, he's great after the catch. You don't, you want to limit that And as you well. got one of the best blockers in the game, EQ. Mercedes. He's Mercedes now. Mercedes. He's Mercedes. It's just like this a, is a rough one. This is a former colleague. This is this is Mercedes Lewis. He did spend some time with our company, but things didn't quite work out. Correct. We, we can't tell you why he was let go, but uh, yeah, he's just, no longer with the company. He's not here anymore. How can I help you? Yeah, absolutely. It's how, rough. We're we're losing a lot of nicknames this episode. How can I help you? I have a double dose. I have a double dose. Josiah. Oh Thank my you. god. So this will this will be a really interesting game. Uh, I do want to ask you kind of what, if you had a pick, what do you think score-wise? What do you think we end up with this? It's kind of a hard you know, one to... It's funny because you always, I'm always throwing you on the spot. Now it's I know, more bam. I don't know if I like this. I I'm... shouldn't have a lot of reason to. Yeah. Those of you who know, you know. But I still believe in love. 27-17. I like that. I like that. Okay. Josiah, one reception, four yards. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, man. That, this is this is a tough game. This is a tough game. I'm going to go uh, 24-20. I think it's going to be pretty tight. I think it's gonna be I'm pretty assuming tight. you're picking us to win. Absolutely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just going to over the airways. Absolutely. We understand in the realm of possibility of the universe, the Bears could beat us. We're not saying it's automatic. I mean, this game more than most, obviously. We're much more vulnerable than we have been in the past. Yeah. We'll see. Honestly, dude, I'm just so happy football is back. That's really the big thing. I do have one more question for you. Here we go again. Because I feel like we should get this out in, in the airwaves prior to the the first game being played. What do you think our record is at the end of the season? Remind me how many games there are now. There's 17. 17. Yeah, we were 8-9 and nine last year. Okay. <clears throat> this is going to be a big asterisk here. Can't okay. talk all morning. If we stay reasonably healthy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Just, reasonably. You know, we have nope. some injuries, but not necessarily. Not Jordan Love missing all right. the time. Not Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Not Christian Watson. You know, not um, Rashawn Gary, right? I would say, like, last year, I would not consider that being reasonably injured. Fair. Okay. 17 games, you said? That is what it works out well, to I don't yes. have the schedule in front of me, but I would say 10-7. and seven. Okay. That's pretty optimistic. I like that. I like that. We're going to see how everything works out, but I mean, I do like a lot of the pieces we have on this team. I think Jordan is going to be even keeled, level headed for the highs and lows. I just watched the season preview and the way these guys talk about this man. Sometimes, you know, obviously your abilities are important, but the way they talk about him, the way they believe in him, the way that no matter, no matter how the waves are, no matter if the seas are calm or not. He's going to be the captain of the ship, and he's going to lead us into battle. It really feels like this team overall is a love fest. You're 100% correct. Everybody, it seems like a, just a group of guys that like each other and want to go to battle for each other, which it has not the last couple of years. And as something as I can personally identify with, no one gives them a chance. And all they it's want weird. to do out, all they want to do is go out and say, all right, you want to, you want to talk? You want to talk about me that way? You want to talk about my boys that way? I'm going to keep my receipts, and we're going to show y'all. And that is is just that bond that you create when it's you against the world, when it's you and your boys, and that's it. I mean, a little different, but 2010 we saw it late. Yeah. No, no one was yeah. counting us in, and we said, F it. We're going to go do this. We're going to do this thing. But I'm going to throw the question right back at you, buddy. I kind of assume so, yeah. Yeah. What would you say, like, 413? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. No. I think we end up pretty much where we were last year. 
um, I think eight and nine, nine or eight, nine and eight. So somewhere in that, those two ranges. I feel that unlike last year, that would not be a disappointment, right? I'd feel good about it overall, especially depending on now, if we won like eight games in a row and then lost our last nine, no, that would suck. That would suck. Um, but I think we end up in, in a similar range to last year. I think we're going to have a lot of growing pains. I think we're going to have a lot of flashes. The whole offense is is nothing but rookies outside of our running backs, essentially. Like, we have no idea what any of these people can do. Even Christian Watson, right? We know what his absolute peak is, more or less, sort of. But, like, week in, week out, what does that look like? And the injuries are now continuing, apparently. And we hope Joe is behind us, but this hamstring is... And that's the kind of injury to this kind of player that that can go on for a while. That can just flare up once in a while. When you're that kind of that level of athlete, that athleticism, that speed, those guys frequently have a lot of problems like this, right? I mean, you can even think of like other people, like Julio Jones had a lot of nagging injuries throughout his career. There's similar athleticism body types. Calvin Johnson too. Calvin Johnson, exactly. Like once you start getting some of this stuff. And you can't avoid it to a certain extent. Um, you just have to deal with it. So hopefully it can be short-term, get him back quick. But him and Romeo, we don't even know. Like, we act like we know what these guys are, and we have no idea. We with, really don't. With your whole uh, season predictions, let me throw one at you now. Yeah. If you were to pick one player mm-hmm. to win a yearly award. Oh, this is a good question. So for the folks at home, Coach of the Year... NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Wow, that's really good. That's a good question. Um, I think the easy one's Coach of the Year. Because I, I, I think if we're 10-7, and 11-6, I think if we kind of go on a run, I think LeFleur could finally get Coach of the Year. He should have gotten it by now. Um but Aaron Rodgers kind of overshadowed him, I think. That's See, why he would never get it when Aaron was here. No, never. They gave it to a bunch of just random people, it felt like, every year. And it's like, Ron this, Rivera. 100%. Like, it's, what are we doing? So I think this could be the year he gets it. Uh, I kind of hope it's a player, but I think coach of the year is the most realistic. Mm, you're missing one. <laughs> you're missing one bad. Jordan Love MVP. Nah. <laughs> it's not Josiah either. Don't worry. Uh, offensive rookie of the year? Is that what you're thinking? That's my thought at first, and then I saw one. Just, we have so just, many just rookies. Just popped in my head, and it was just like, nope, that's it. We have so many rookies, we just have a good chance at it, right? We've got a lot of lottery tickets for that one. Nah, that's not where I'm going. Comeback player of the year? Comeback player of the year. Who? Rashawn Gary's going to end lives. Oh, if, I guess if Rashawn Gary has like Rashawn Gary's 18 going to be sacks a problem. or something. He had like like six sacks in like six games last year or something. The man was on yeah. a tear. He'd and definitely we should have an uptick in Devontae Wyatt, and now you have... Nessie, which should develop, and you got Wooden and Brooks, my boys, that I never doubted once in the entire. You literally hated draft. both of those picks. I know, I know. <laughs> and then they looked awesome in the preseason. They did, but I think Rashawn Gary is going to be a problem. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that we both didn't go with the same one. So Rashawn Gary, if you can get like two, three, six sacks on Justin Fields to uh, get me sounding right, because the other takes I've had about this game from earlier are probably going to be wrong. <laughs> so you can help me out. I greatly appreciate it, sir. That would be great for everybody involved. We'd get a couple sacks. That'd be awesome. We're approaching an hour, and I think that we've we've hit what we need to hit. I think so. I think so. Overall, I just could not be more excited to play to watch football, play football, to watch people play football. Um, do I wish it wasn't against the Bears? Absolutely. I wish it was at noon too. I don't wait till three o'clock tomorrow, man. What the hell? I actually I'm okay with that because I I have there's like a car show that I'm gonna go to in the in the morning early afternoon. Nerd. Uh, nerd. It's a car show. What are you talking about, nerd? Nerd. You can be a car nerd. Being a nerd doesn't mean that you like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. You can be a nerd about I do whatever. All, all of those things. So I just yeah, love me into everything. That's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go to a car show in the morning, watch some football in the afternoon. I, it's it's like the world's greatest day for me. This is everything I love in one day. Right? It's perfect. You know, it's funny how he didn't mention hanging out with me there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> or your wonderful wife or, you know, family. I mean, well, they're going to be there. Oh, okay. So they're Just involved with literally that. everything. You should have. Yeah. Come on. Well, they're part of the experience. That goes without saying. Ready for the shittiest com- comment in journalism? Be better. <laughs> Which one of us went to journalism school? Never heard it once. 
Anyways, I think that should uh, you, that should probably you got about me do there. It. <laughs> that should probably you about do there. it for us. Uh, but uh, until next time, please, Josiah, and go Petco. Go Petco.